Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another episode of the Self Build Plus podcast, where we chat with self builders, suppliers, and experts about all things home building and renovating in Ireland on both sides of the border. I'm Astrid Matson, your host and the editor of Self Build Magazine. I am going to be joined by DJ Rasdale of DJ Build Estimations. He is going to be chatting, obviously, about costs. I'm just going to dial him in. Listen. Tell us, so what's the most cost-effective construction method? Let's dive straight in. Uh, well, at the, at the minute, you could say there's very little between all of them. Uh, I would still say traditional is probably block and cavity. And then comes ICF and then comes timber frame. But they all have their different insulation values. So it depends what you pay for, as to say, you get what you pay for. And the timber frame was probably the most uh, airtight, the best insulation value on the market with ICF and then you have uh, your traditional block cavity. But again, it depends on the depth of the insulation in your cavity, in your floor, in your rafters, you know. So um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say a traditional block build is still just slightly cheaper than the rest of them. Okay. Um, and uh, then dormer versus two-story house? Probably, again, it's probably close to being the same. Um, it's probably better value for money to build a two-story. When you're going a story and a half, yes, it'll cost you slightly less for a story and a half. But still a two-story, for that extra maybe five grand, you get your two-story house. So uh, it depends on ratio to what you actually want. If you're prepared to lose a bit of headroom and storage in your in your dorm or house, which is usually a story and a half, um, my thinking was if you can get plan permission for a two-story for the extra five, when you're spending maybe three hundred and fifty to 400000 in the house, an extra four or five grand, bring it up to a two-story, if you can get plan permission, is probably the way to go. But yes, a dormer would be slightly cheaper. Okay. And uh, material costs and labor costs, give us an update of where we're at with those. Well, the thing that's gone up recently, 
timber prices have come back down a bit, and they've come back now. They haven't come back down what they went up, so to speak, but they're they're dropping slowly. I can't see them dropping much more. Uh, so, for instance, if uh, a bit of timber was four pound a meter two years ago, it was probably up at seven pound a meter now, or at the height of it was seven pounds. Probably dropping back down to five or six. I can't see it dropping anymore. I think it's going to stabilise that. What has gone up is cement. Cement went up in July. There are five or eight percent. So anything related with cement, blocks, concrete, slab, anything that's made out of cement basically has gone up that percentage. So uh, labour is going up too gradually with the cost of living, the demand for extra money from workers and that is starting to bite really hard now. So uh, labour is creeping up there. Um, and for the cement, is that for, because we have the concrete levy that came in, so that was meant to be, what, 10%? I think yeah. yeah, and yeah. is that is that affecting Northern Ireland as well in terms of the? Oh yeah, it, it, when it, you're yeah, saying uh, cement went up, is that just for the south or is it for the north as no, well? No, across the board, across the board, the board. Uh, across the board. Anything that you make out of cement, so anybody that makes blocks, anybody that makes slabs, anybody or uh, what I call precast units, reinforcing lintel cells, anything that you know have to buy cement has automatically gone up because they're obviously their 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 cost base is going up buying the cement of the production you know okay. even, a bag, even a bag of cement is going up like 15 or 20p in the last two months three months okay um so then uh, what percentage of the budget goes into the substructure superstructure and internal finishes so is in i guess what goes underground and then above ground uh, yeah, on the ground depends on if you have a standard house where you have 500 uh, of dead build uh, to subfloor with your standard subfloor of six inches and well you don't put insulation now, insulation is only the, the finished floor. Uh, I would say about 15% goes on your sub on your substructure, 15 to 18% and then about 25% goes on your superstructure and probably about 15% again then on your finishes. Again, it all depends on spec. Uh, on your finish as well, or you, you pick a door at eighty-five pound, or you could pick a door at one hundred and eighty quid. You know, it depends what your what your spec and what your budget is. Kidokes. And for a tender, then, what does a contractor typically need for to give you a price? Oh, that's a very tough question. That um, it depends which part of the country you're in. If you're in Dublin, it could be anything. <laughs> If you're uh, in general, you have to remember a contractor is building the house for you. So basically, he have his preliminaries. Now his preliminaries are what it costs him. They're not directly related to the house, but he might have toilets to set up. He could have an office. He could have fuel to pay for. He could have uh, a scaffolding to go up around the house. All them things are preliminaries. They're not actually involved in the direct construction of the house, but they are needed to build the house. So he has a certain cost base for that. He will also have his overheads, which are basically his accountant, his insurance, his things like that, that that he has to pay on a yearly basis and don't really change that much. And then there's the golden question about how much profit he needs. Um, again, anywhere from 10% to 25%, I would say the average is about 15. But if you went to Dublin or the cities, it definitely could be 15 to 20 all day long, like, you know. 
So that's that's the markup you would pay to hire contractors. What you're saying there, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you get a if you do an estimation, what when I do an estimation for you, I'm giving it to you as a self build. So basically, what that means is you're looking after the job yourself. You're managing it. You're um, you're hiring and firing, so to speak. You're buying the materials. You're getting things, which can be a real headache for people if they're trying to hold down a job as well. That's basically I would say to people. If you can employ a builder, a good builder, obviously, um, and it takes a lot of stress away. Yes, you're going to pay more, but some I've had cases there where self builders have made awful mistakes and cost themselves fifteen or twenty grand because of inexperience. Um, so you know it's a six one half of those. My advice would be if you have no experience in the construction, hire a builder, uh, and it'll take a lot of stress away. You know? So, so to hire a builder, what what kind of information do you need to give them? Do you need to have a build of quantities? What kind of information do they well, need to give so, you a price you can compare with other builders' prices? Well, generally, uh, with a lot of builders, um, the smaller builders will send it to a QS or send it to me, and I will give them a bill of quantities, and they just take that off and go go, go with their own prices. As in, I might tell them there's five thousand blocks in the house. They'll go and source their own prices as to how many, how much they're going to pay per block, and, and so on and so forth. I can do that anyway. Um, but a builder wants a good set of plans. The more detail that's on the plans, the better. Now, when plans come to us, generally there are a lot of sketches. They're a sketch plan, which means I've got the basic sizes and shape and some detail, but it doesn't have all the details. And if a builder likes to have all the details because there's a lot of money going to be spent on insulation and windows and stuff like that. So specs are quite important to the builder, so he knows what he's ordered. And in other words, you're pricing apples for apples. Every um, every builder has to get the same plans, uh, so that he can price as accurately as he can. And and it's basically just down to competition. If if there's a lot of building work around, you pay a bit more for trades. So that's how it generally works. Okay. Um, so the the million dollar question is that what kind of a house can you build for let's say 150 or 170 grand? Is that possible today? Is that sterling or euros you're talking about? Listen, we'll say there's price. Well, yeah, either really. Let's say 150 sterling, 170 euro. 150,000 sterling will build you basically a very basic three bedroom bungalow and even at that it will not finish it it might just about make it livable it depends what your spec again you can build the exact same bungalow and could cost you one hundred fifty thousand, and the exact same one down the road with a higher spec as in maybe better insulation maybe natural slate in the roof and maybe all you clad windows could come in and maybe seven fifty grand more it just depends on your spec but your basic say by the book, building control regulations, the bare minimum that you would need to put into a house under today's regulations, definitely cost you 150 to build a very small two bedroom, probably with a box room, kitchen, living room, and a main bathroom, possibly one ensuite at a stretch. Depends okay. whether you have the land, you have the TF free, you know, if you're spending every penny just on the build, possibly. Okay. Because so the regs in the small. north obviously are less strenuous than in the south. Can it be done for one seventy in the south with the regs? Being mm, not, not, not when you're paying. Not when you're paying fees. You know, engineering fees and architectural fees. And in the north, it, we have a, a system called building control, which is 
very strict. It's probably more regulated than the South in terms of, in the South it's all independent guys, engineers. In the North it's more uh, the government looks after the, the actual quality of the bill, so to speak, um, as in regulation. So, yes, in the South it's obviously a lot more expensive to build from that point yeah. of view. Materials as well, aren't they more expensive down south and labor? Yeah. In, general, um, or no? in, general, in general, we've had cases there. I've had a couple of clients who came back to me, and I don't know whether it was because they were negotiating with their hardware store, and I give them the prices from up north, and suddenly the price dropped. But I've had a couple of cases where um, I, I got surprised that actually there was a lot of hardware stores who were prepared to match the northern prices when they're squeezed. It's all about your negotiation tactics, you know. Right. Okay. So it's worth getting even prices from the north. And in terms of customs, then, um, are there any issues with um, getting stuff from the north? Not with really. Brexit no, not, not really. And it, and you don't pay back. Obviously, if you're buying in the north and you're bringing the uh, goods to the south, uh, there's no VAT on it because it's classed as an export. Now, I'm not sure how that's going to work out with the EU treaty and stuff like that going on at the minute, but I think at the minute that's the way it stands that uh, it's classed as an export. So if it was, if you were buying the goods, for instance, in the south and they were £5,000, you'll pay, is it 23%, I think it is, on them goods? In the north, if the same goods were costing you £5,000 and you were buying them and using them in the north, you would be paid, you would have to pay the 20% on it. But in this, if you're exporting them to the south of Ireland, you don't have to pay the VAT. So they're classed as an export. So you basically save yourself 20% VAT or 23. Okay. So when, but when you have to pay VAT when, to revenue to customs here in the south, no? You, not for you materials. Can just get not, a, okay. Uh, not for materials. Okay. Well, no, that's I think good it's to know. Not, if you're using it in a, as a builder, maybe not. But as an individual, I think you don't have to pay VAT. Now, okay. I could be corrected on that, but I'm fairly sure that you don't have to pay the VAT if it's a date class it as an export. Now, whether this, whether the authorities in the south see it that way, I'm not 100% sure, but I know from my own experience, when I'm buying stuff, if I'm doing a small job in the south, because I'm a building contractor as well, that uh, we don't have to pay the VAT on because okay. we're exporting okay. to the south. And uh, if, if, if someone in, in the south were to import from England, let's say, would that be a different can of worms? In terms of, uh, I think it is. It is a different can of worms. There's a lot of paperwork goes on with it now because I've just actually bought some. I've actually just bought a digger myself from England, and I've seen. I've had to pay eighty quid just for to get the paperwork done. So I'm assuming, even though that's only coming to Northern Ireland, uh, I'm assuming if you were getting it from British mainland into the Republic of Ireland, there would be a lot of paperwork to be done. Yes. Mm. Uh, I don't actually know this next, but I think everybody's just learning as they go along at the minute. It's yeah. a bit of a muddle. Still, yeah, after all these years. Anyway. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So what's uh, the average cost per square meter? these days is there um can you give us a magic number no such thing i'm afraid uh no no glove fits uh, no sock fits everything uh, it depends on your uh like again i keep reverting back to this but it is all about spec and your and your attention to insulation values and what you, for instance you could build like i was saying you could build a house exact same size uh out of cavity build house with a normal roof but when you come to finishing like maybe putting instead of putting a cavity of six inches you might put eight inches you might put 200 of insulation in the floor floor space and 300 in your roof space it all depends maybe alu clad windows which will cost you double traditional pvc windows uh maybe more but you you are talking anywhere between 130 pounds sterling to 180 pounds sterling per square foot at the minute mm-hmm. Okay, and that would be for the south as well, roughly. Is there a big uh, difference? What, how much of a differential would you see with the Republic? Uh, on general, the Republic is about 20% more expensive in terms of when you go into that kind of... But that's a very... I, I don't like giving people a square foot uh, because they tend to think that, you know, that covers all. It actually doesn't. It, it, it's a very rough gate. Um, Everybody's house is different, especially if you're designing and building the shelf. Um, you know, everybody has different ideas, different specs. Some people are happy enough with basic windows. Other people want the best quality windows out there. So, like I say, it's down to spec. I, I wouldn't like to nail anybody down, but if you want to put a figure on it, I would say between 130 to 180 pounds square foot. And if you're that's sterling, so if you translate that into euros, you're talking about 200 euros square foot. Now that's builders finish, getting it la- getting it ready to finish off. You know what? It'll fit your kitchen, bathrooms, and maybe a tiling to do after that. You know. Okay, so yeah, so builders finish. Can you give us your definition? Builders finish is just basically, oh, uh, well, you have your heating on, uh, and your skirting and doors hung. You should have one toilet, and a shower, and a. a rudimentary kitchen facilities you know, like a sink and probably electricity on yes definitely uh, other than that painting and decorating and finishes are generally not in the builder's finish unless it's specified unless you ask for it what i mean by that is no wooden floors sometimes builders will put in a pc some for tiling which allows you so much a square meter depending on how many meters you decide to tile whether it be 10 meters or 100 square meters you know um there's lots of little bits and pieces you have to be aware of uh, it's a bit of a minefield if you're not used to it but uh, builders finish generally means that the house is you have your footpath done you make much streets done they might be just uh, stoned up and ready for uh, you know the drivable hardcore um, so the house is livable basically but not finished yeah no gates either outside or Fencing or anything. Yeah, no painting or anything possibly yeah, no. would be done. Yeah. Yeah. Be rendered though, you'd hope. Oh yeah, plastered everything like you know, the house would be livable, but it'd be rudimentary, you'd have maybe no tiling done, 
maybe your kitchen in just about you know maybe one bathroom done if that's what you agreed with the builder usually builders finish mean that you have no painting done no tiling done no finishes done uh, but your doors will be hung and skirting on and like i say rudimentary living like you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so the mortgage then what what does it cover in terms of costs how far does it uh, mortgage, uh, well, we do them for the mortgage companies on a regular basis here, so they're looking at affordability. So it's a bit like which came forced to chicken or the egg. People have to take a leap of faith. Leap of faith. So when you're going to your architect to get plans done, you know you, you'll probably let yourself get run away with dreams and aspirations of lovely big houses. But sometimes when the reality bites and you get quotes back from builders or from election he you're going, oh my God, I can't afford this. So, um, mortgage builder, mortgage builder, direct cover. Sometimes, some people have, most people have the, the site when they are starting to build. They may own the site, maybe gifted to them by their parents, whatever. And you can use the site if you can afford to buy the site, as in the place you're going to build your house. And uh, that is you as a deposit like you can use the value of that against against your mortgage so you can borrow up to but generally a mortgage covers the build plus any associated costs i.e um connection of water connection of electricity bt any fees that can range from five or six grand to 30 or 40 grand so you know you have to get all your ducks in a row and know what all that things are going to cost you so when you walk into the mortgage advisor or your bank it's really good to have have done your homework and have a whole complete breakdown of what 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 you're going to spend. It gives them an idea, I suppose, whether you can afford it, and uh, give or take maybe ten or fifteen thousand, and that's what a, a mortgage generally covers. It'll get the house to the point. There's nothing worse than going into a mortgage company and undervaluing it and looking for maybe two hundred fifty thousand when the house is actually going to cost you three hundred fifty, because mortgage companies since the boost since the boost since the bust generally don't like going back and giving you more money uh, unless it's only if it's 10 grand possibly but if you're looking for an extra 50 grand or 80 grand to finish the house you're you're in trouble like trying to go back because that means a new fee for a for an extra bit of money and stuff so you're better off knowing exactly what the mortgage costs or what it's going to cost you to build now there obviously nothing as black and white as that but you're better knowing to win fifteen to twenty thousand what the house is going to cost you. Okay, um, and in terms of um, specific costings, just in terms of um, average cost to pay an engineer to get to the plan- planning permission stage. I don't actually know that question. Okay. I get various okay. different. Yeah, they're very I don't specific. Know that. Those no, okay. It's a specific um, figure, like um, yeah, I don't know that figure offhand. Um, um, in terms of, um, there was a question there that came up um, to to see to, for the Republic. Now, this would be more of a design question, but or for a building, building energy rating kind of thing um, to get to an uh, issue. What, yeah, yeah uh, what the alternative is to not necessarily need to have it to install a heat pump. Now. My knowledge of this is just that you can go with gas and photovoltaics as the alternative to installing a heat pump currently so, for yeah. the regs in the Republic, but I don't know if there's anything else to say for that. 
What's the question there? Could you reiterate that question? So again? the question was to to get to an A2 building energy rating in the Republic, which is the regs. Um, do you, what's the alternative to a heat pump? Is a heat pump is kind of the the standard what people put yeah, in well, to just that, be regs. Well, it's there's obviously there's geothermal, which is a heat pump basically in a, a different version. It goes underground, and there's air to source heat pump, which I think is the one you're talking about. I'm assuming uh, they mean yeah, air to water heat pump. So there yeah, are various yeah, types of heat pump, as you say. Yeah, yeah. various types of heat pump, but that's becoming a norm. Uh, and you know, I think because the government regulations and with the EU, more and more houses are going to have to be. I'd say you could see within my next ten years, you'll see where oil burners or gas burners will be possibly almost like the cars. They're going to be pushing them out um, to get you to go geothermal or air source heat pump or whatever the alternative is to that. Mm. I'm learning it too. I'm of an age where this stuff is new to me too. So. Um, and geothermal really seems to be seems to work better slightly than air source heat pump, but it's very expensive to put in. And uh, there's a lot of work goes along with it. Um, solar panels obviously are becoming the thing too. It, uh, I can see I can envision a time in four or five years' time where it'll be building regulations that you have to have maybe one third of your roof dedicated to solar panels, plus an air source heat pump, plus whatever. So uh, there's no way out of this. We're running out of oil, and I think that uh, people are going to find that there's no alternative. There's nothing really. If you're asking me what's the alternative to air source heat pump, at the minute you still can use gas or oil, but I can see that becoming less and less viable over the next ten years. Yeah, I think. For, no yeah, yeah, I think it, it is an energy assessment that needs to be done on the house. But for the Republic in the north, you can use oil still, but Republic, you're. You'd be hard pressed. I think it's kind of nearly impossible now. But it'd be gas and um, with photovoltaics because you need a renewable component. You need um, a re renewable component in your yeah, house. And yeah. I think as the regulations evolve over the next ten years, you're going to find that the, the governments under EU pressure will be pushing that more and more and more. That eventually you'll find that oil burners won't be allowed. And if you're retrofitting your house, even they're going to say no. You have to swap to. There's a point too. If anybody's thinking of putting in an oil burner heater at the minute and using traditional radiators, with the view maybe in four or five years' time, please, you can't use radiators with air source heat pumps. Well, you can, but they're not very efficient. In fact, it's underfloor heating. So, uh, if you're gonna change in the future and you're building your house at the minute, and you think about changing to maybe upgrading in four or five years time you'd be much please stick with on the floor heating at least retrofitting an air source heat pump to traditional heating system i.e radiators it's not feasible it just doesn't work really well yeah it's yeah i'd say there's yeah an analysis to do from the energy side of things because i did hear that if the radiators are large enough but they need to be oversized for boilers they need to be oversized there are ways around it but it's just not. It's a bit of a patch and hope job, you know. Trying to do that. It's uh, we've done a job recently, and we had to use oversized, and we also had to use aluminium radiators, which are very expensive. And yeah. uh, now the yeah. guys use underfloor heating in his house, the rest of his house, and the house is that well insulated. You probably never have to put them on. So, um, mm. but if yeah. if you're building your house at the minute, try to go for underfloor heating at least. 
if you decide and you're using a gas burner at the minute to heat your house or an oil burner, at least in 10 or 15 years' time, if something happens that you want to change, the changeover is not massive. Because if yeah. you change over in five or six years' time to an air source heat pump, it doesn't really work very well with traditional radiators. Um, yeah. And just if anybody so, needs any advice for building, feel free to ring me. Like, I don't mind. You know, I'm here to help. Great stuff. And it's djbuildestimations.com, is it? What's the website? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No Perfect. problem. Okie dokes. Thanks a so minute. Enjoy right. your Thank evening. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. Join us next time for more tips and advice from experts and self-builders alike. And if you haven't already, subscribe to Self-Build Plus. It'll give you full access to the selfbuild.ie website, including the Self-Build Plus journey, which is your step-by-step guide to self-building and home improving. Your membership also gives you first access to all videos and podcasts, as well as access to our members-only Facebook group, which features regular Facebook Live events. 